0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus. Jesus told his disciples this parable A man going on a journey called in his servants and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to a third one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. Immediately, the one who received five talents went and traded with them and made another five. Likewise, the one who received two made another two. But the man who received one went off and dug a hole in the ground and buried his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants came back and settled accounts with them. The one who had received five talents came forward bringing the additional five. He said, Master, you gave me five talents Since you are faithful in small matters, I will give you great responsibilities. Come, share your master's joy. Then the one who had received the one talent came forward and said, Master, I knew that you were a demanding person, harvesting where you did not plant and gathering where you did not scatter. So out of fear, I went off and buried your talent in the ground. Here it is back. His master said to him in reply, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I did not plant and gather where I did not scatter. Should you not then have put my money in the bank so that I could have got it back with interest on my return? Now then, take the talent from him and give it to the one with ten. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will grow rich. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And throw this useless servant into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. The gospel of the Lord. To you, Lord Jesus Christ. In the gospel we just heard, it could easily be understood as a a discussion or discourse on financial investing. Uh, that he invested five and he got five back. He invested two and he got two back. And then the one uh, failed to invest it. He failed even to bring it to the bank. He just put it in the ground and the master got nothing for his return. And so he was cast out into the darkness outside. It would seem easily to go with a financial theme, but the simple reality is that the parable actually has nothing to do with money. Rather, it has everything to do with our willingness to take a risk in living the Christian faith. To be willing to go with the things entrusted to us and to try to make them fruitful. The gospel last weekend spoke of the five foolish versions and the five wise versions. And it was the reminder to us that whenever we come to the Lord, it's not as if some of us are predisposed to be better off as Christians and some are Basically, just kind of destined to, uh, to struggle in this life and not make it. Rather, the foolish and the wise were divided not among their intellectual abilities, but among the choices that they made to prepare for the coming of the Lord or not. In much the same way we see the individuals in the gospel today. It doesn't matter that the one who had, t- had five produced five or the one that had two produced two. It was that they were willing to go forth and to take the risk to be productive. But out of fear, the last one failed to take the risk. And this is the important thing to remember. That fear often prevents, prevents us from living and expressing our Catholic faith. Because that's what the devil wants. The devil is the accuser. He always accuses us of things that will happen. How often the thought can come to mind of doing something positive for somebody or, or, or maybe saying an encouraging word or, or reaching out to someone in some concrete, specific manner to us in the moment. And yet there's that little voice in the back of our head that goes, but what will happen if that happens? if I do that, right? If I take the risk, will it come back to me in a negative way? If I put myself out there and show kindness to someone, what happens if they don't receive it or maybe if they even get upset about it? What happens if I try to do something kind for someone else or try to do an act of generosity just in general and it proves fruitless? Nothing comes of it. Wasted effort. And so many things the devil points in the back of our minds and he sows these seeds, these seeds of fear to be able to prevent us from pressing forward and to do the good. A little thing and yet it keeps us from following our Lord. It's the fear that encourages us to simply take what we have and to go buried in the ground. Don't take the risk. But the Lord encourages us to take the risk. We must, because the risk is worth taking. And if we don't take it, we've lost everything. When I was a camp counselor back in the seminary, I was working at a, a boys' wilderness camp. And one of the things that uh, was part of our, our regular routine at the camp is every Friday night we would go and we would spend the night in the woods somewhere. Uh, so they would kick us out of our cabin to make sure that we could at least once a week go and remember how to light a fire and get the wood set and set up camp and cook our own meals and these kinds of things. So regardless of the weather, You went. And one of the things that our director always told us before we left is he said, gentlemen, make sure you leave the places you go better than you found them. It's a simple thing to ask because a lot of times we'd go to, to sites that were regular campsites in the area. They'd already have kind of things cleared out, maybe a, a ring of rocks for a fire and that kind of thing. But because other people would use it, sometimes their, their cans would be left behind or their, their candy wrappers or these kinds of things. And so he invited us not just to clean up our mess, but to clean up someone else's too. Always leave it better than you found it. The Lord invites us to do the same in our daily life, wherever we find ourselves, at work, at home, at school, at the market, to leave things better than we found them. And to do so in ways that honestly can seem rather petty and foolish, rather simple and Unnoticeable, But because we're willing to take a risk, even in the little things, the Lord pays us back and entrusts us with greater responsibilities. Two examples came to mind from the life of Mother Teresa in light of this simple reality that pays off in great dividends, if you will. The first is a story of how, you know, Mother Teresa, she would go and she would visit all of her sisters throughout the world, visiting each little convent uh, at various times. And one day she went up to New York City and she came to, I think it was the Bronx or Harlem or something, uh, one, of the, one of the poorer areas of town. And she, got to, she went to the street where the convent was and noticed that there was lots of trash in the gutters and there was just a general uncleanness about the street. The concrete needed to be cleaned up a little bit. And so uh, she didn't do anything, you know, as far as like we need to start a program and all this kind of stuff. She just went inside the house and picked up a broom started sweeping the sidewalk. She cleaned off the sidewalk in front of the convent and started picking up some of the other trash around in the street. And then she noticed that people around her who had formerly been, you know, hanging out on the porch and visiting with one another or just kind of hanging out, congregating in various parts of the street, that they had gone inside too and grabbed brooms. And little by little, everyone started to clean off the sidewalk and clean up the streets and by the end of the day, it was perfectly clean. Because Mother Teresa was willing to take a risk, to do something foolish. It would be easy for her to take that inspiration and to go, well, what's it really going to help? I mean, it's one little sidewalk. It's one, one little piece of, of a much bigger thing that's going on. And it'll probably just get dirty again, so why even try? That would have been the fear coming in where she could easily just bury her talent and go inside the convent and talk with the sisters and visit them. But she took a risk, and it would increase in her great rewards. Another visit that she made to a community, she was visiting a man who was homebound, essentially bedridden. And he wasn't able to get get up much, so he didn't really keep his house very well, and he didn't have many visitors. So it was very dark and kind of dingy and kind of gloomy. And so she went to the visit this man and went into his home. And she looked around and she said, um, would you do me the honor of letting me clean your home? And he said, no, no, mother, I'm fine. You know, I'm, I'm good as it is. It's, there's no need. And she pressed. And she pressed forward and said, no, no, I, I really want to do it. And if you feel good now, you'll feel even better afterwards. You know, it'll just be, you know, an even better start. And as Mother Teresa was often able to do, she encouraged him in just the right way that he eventually submitted and and let her clean his home. And as she was cleaning, she came across an old, beautiful lamp that had not been lit in many years. And she could see this. And so she, she walked over to him with the lamp. She said, sir, this is This is beautiful. Do you do you never use it? He said, no, I I don't have many visitors, so I have no reason to light the lamp. And she kind of paused and thought for a second. She said, well, if you did have visitors, would you light the lamp for them? He said, well, yes, certainly. If the sisters came each night to visit you and to pray with you, would you light the lamp for them? Yes, of course. She said, Okay, I'll, I'll see if I can do that. And so she went back to the convent and talked with the sisters, and indeed the sisters had agreed. Uh, at least one of them would, would make a trip to visit this gentleman each night to pray with him for a little bit if he would continue to light the lamp for them. And so a couple of years passed. She went on and you know, presumably forgot the story. It was just kind of, you know, in one of one of many encounters that she had had until one day she got a little note passed from the man up to the grapevine of the sisters there and it had a simple message. The lamp that you lit in my soul continues to shine. A little thing. It would have been easy for her much in the same manner if the man said no right at the start for for her to go, okay, well, he doesn't want me to do it. Okay. Or when she found the lamp she could have just said, wow, this is, what a waste of a beautiful lamp and just set it back on the shelf, but she took a little risk. And she tried to leave the places that she went a little bit better than she found them. In small, seemingly insignificant ways. And the Lord invites us to do the exact same. It may not be sweeping the city sidewalk, but it could be cleaning up a ditch. (laughs) It could be any number of things where we simply show love to someone, do something for the love of Jesus. To show kindness. In the smallest of ways. Because that's the important piece. That's the thing about Christians. Because we're supposed to change things. We're supposed to leave them better than we found them. Because we're supposed to bring Christ. And wherever Christ goes. Things necessarily change for the good. Ultimately the, the talents that are entrusted to us. Are simply the the measure of God's love if we go out and are willing to share that love with others to take the risk to be rejected to be deemed useless or you know invaluable or, or you know whatever if we're willing to take a risk on love love will increase but if we take the love of Christ and we hide it so that we don't share it with anyone so that no one sees it it will be taken from us and brought to someone else someone who will be able to make use of it. So we come today and we ask the Lord to give us once more the gift of his love, each according to our own abilities, to be able to go forth and to spread the love of Christ all around our parish, to do the little things, the small matters, that we might be able to be entrusted with great responsibilities in the Lord's good time. And on the, way, on the last day, when the Lord calls us to himself, what joy it would be for us to hear those blessed words the same. Come, share your master's joy.